in the moto world i am excited about today i woke up with just really good news go to the phone start checking the instagram looking for things to talk about i saw that cooper webb is back cooper webb is racing and he's racing this weekend the guy's been on the bike for like two days he got the all clear had a bunch of tests done it is really good to see cooper healthy and coming to the outdoor season here's what i really like about this uh when you miss four or five races in an 11 race series championship's gone it's not gonna happen we've got a lot of guys out we've got a lot of guys that are gonna do the world supercross and not do the motocross this season cooper webb was definitely one of the biggest names in the game and i gotta tell you of all times in his career i like this season for cooper to get a 450 championship now is the time and to see him back for round one is really really good I'm still betting my money on Chase just because of momentum and what the card said, but I will tell you, Cooper is a freaking grinder. He's a beast. The guy works his ass off, and he's hungry. So he didn't race outdoors last summer because he took it off and stayed home, and his wife had had uh, their baby, and he had all that going on. But now here he is, back in the outdoors and healthy way earlier than we thought he would be. So I hope he is dialed in. I can't wait to see Cooper this weekend out at Fox Raceway. That is good news. Also saw Justin Barsha on the mend on a mountain bike here in Southern California training. So, I mean, I don't think he's going to race at Fox Raceway, but I would expect him to be out there if he's out here riding the mountain bike right now. Uh, good, good news. These guys are way ahead of schedule in their injury uh, return to racing, and I like it. Also got a Moto Minute today that is about a new sports fantasy league that is put on by our friends at Motocross Action Magazine. I have entered. Look for the Big 49 team. You can compete against me and the Big 49. That is up there. I love those guys. They're giving away a beta 300 two-stroke motorcycle at the end of the year. I don't care about that. I just want to play uh, fantasy moto with my friends. So that's what we're doing. I'm wholeheartedly behind that one. And then other great news in Moto, I'll just give you all the Moto Minutes now. It is that we have reached over a million dollars since the fundraising began in 2017 for Supercross and the St. Jude's Children's Hospital, and that's awesome. That was really good news yesterday. I'm telling you, just a wonderful day to wake up to all that good news and be like, I'm putting all of this in the Moto Minutes, man. All of this is positive and good, and I am stoked on it. So very cool for the good news love good news now i got really bad news because i'm gonna go uh dark side jones on the people here in los angeles and california in particular the los angeles Depart of department of transportation you're gonna get an ass full of stretch here in a little bit but i've got a bigger story before that and before that i gotta get to a moto interview so we're gonna get into first quick interview with levi kitchen star racing yamaha a rising young star on that team and a kid that we really like we love what the kitchen is cooking right now. And that was for you, Moto Man. And we are going to talk to him coming up in moments. Then after that, I've got a UFO story. I put pictures from it that I do not own. I gave credit to the Daily Mail. That's where I got them. A great article from the Daily Mail. I love that if you want really good news in America, you go to the UK and you get it from their sources. Daily Mail is one of my favorites. And they had a wonderful UFO story yesterday 
that was right here in Southern California. That's what pisses me off. Where's all the local news? Where's all the LA Times? Where's any local newspaper? They're not here. They don't report on stuff. They suck ass. You go to the UK and get Southern California news that is really awesome. And I'm going to get into that story right after we talk to Levi Kitchen. And then I'm going to give the Los Angeles Department of Transportation an ass full of stretch and show you the moronacy of how Ronald Reagan once said the scariest words ever uttered were by a man that came in and said, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. And that is so true even today. And I will tell you, the government is moronic and ass backwards and cost themselves a fortune and woke and stupid, especially here in L.A., and I will bash them for that. But up next, let's get into some Levi Kitchen and then UFOs. It's the Big 49. Big 49, it is a stretch show, and right now we are sitting down with the dudes from the podium of the East-West Shootout in Utah, and one of those dudes is young Levi Kitchen, who is the man on that star racing Yamaha team. It's been great watching you this year, Eli, uh, getting up on the box, getting the overall win, just being really consistent and great out there on that motorcycle. And I know people are like, all right, it's his second year. He's settling in. And it's not really. It's something they talked about a lot during the broadcast. And I know we've talked about that you had a few races last season. Your rookie season was not a complete season. So this was your first full season on the Supercross circuit. And here you are looking really, really good on that bike and carrying some nice momentum moving forward. So how does that feel for you to, you know, have the season that you had this year knowing this really is the first full year on, on a super cross track for you um <clears throat> yeah no it's definitely a good feeling uh yeah coming in i wasn't too sure what to expect um okay. but i mean i learned quickly at a1 that you know i had some work to do and okay. then i feel like every race i just started chipping away and um you know i think these last few races <clears throat> i've kind of shown myself that um i can run up front and and run that speed and yeah at least be up there to battle for for wins really um so yeah overall really excited and um you know next year i think myself rj and obviously whoever else is up there it's it's going to be a good battle next year so i'm excited (laughs) it is going to be great to see man And, and just your team alone that star racing yamaha team with all the young dudes on that team and and all of the experience those young dudes including yourself have gained this season it's going to be fun to watch you guys next year we're really pumped on that so congratulations to you that whole team and of course uh, yourself for the podium tonight in the east west shootout very cool to see uh let's talk about some gear like i noticed tonight you're wearing your armor on the outside of your jersey rather than the inside not a lot of dudes do that but you're uh repping that tonight and then look at you get back up on the box so maybe that's a thing for you uh walk us through that decision to change up your gear a little bit tonight um well no i've always liked it over but i didn't okay. think we were really allowed to and then okay. uh the thor guy had graphics made and he's like <laughs> was, he was for outdoors <clears throat> and i was like well can i wear it tonight and he's like yeah i don't care and i was like all right so nice i mean i practice with it over during the week and i just try to replicate as much on race day so Okay. Um, it's just a comfort thing. I don't know. And I'm, I got such a bad uh, hunchback anyway, so it kind of takes that away <laughs> a little bit, which is nice. Nice. 
Levi Kitchen, man, a rising star in the 250 class aboard that star racing Yamaha. It's been fun to watch you. We've appreciated talking to you the few times. You've always given us the time of day at the 49, and we, we surely appreciate that. And we wish you the very best of luck going into the outdoor season. Can't wait to see what you guys and that entire crew do well, when we start stacking up against these other dudes that have got a little more experience out there in the, uh, you know, just pro racing in general than you guys do. So it's got to be fun. Best of luck to you in the outdoors. We'll see you out on Fox Raceway. And uh, continued success, my man. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. The Man Report. Monday evening at a small town here in California called Rockland. It's just a little outside of Sacramento. A 41-year-old father stopped his car in the middle of the street to get out and help a mother duck and her ducklings get across the street. And as everyone watched and people were even filming because the moment was so cute, a female teenage driver came through and ran him over and killed him like she didn't see him. She's like, hey, it wasn't at a crosswalk or something, but now the guy's dead. It's not such a fun, heartwarming moment anymore. A psycho 19-year-old from Missouri was arrested the other night outside the White House where he took a rented U-Haul truck and rammed it into some barricades trying to get to the president. The guy's been charged with making terroristic threats against, well, a sitting president of the United States and a vice president. And inside, he had no weapons, but he was armed with that dreaded Nazi flag. So this guy's a dumbass, and he's going to go to jail. At some point today, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is expected to make his major announcement that he is indeed running for president in 2024 as a Republican, and he's going to do it all on the Twitter live streaming format. Elon Musk is ecstatic. Remember, he just got a commitment that Tucker Carlson will be coming back and doing a show live on Twitter. So live streaming is the way to go, and Twitter seems to be blowing up, especially for conservatives right now. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 49, it is a Stretch Show. Time to get into one of my favorite topics, and this is UFOs and reliable sources. And there is video evidence and photographic evidence. I took uh, some stills from the Daily Mail that they had published yesterday, and these are photos taken by U.S. Marines out of 29 Palms. They also have on their website, if you go over the Daily Mail, they also have video taken by U.S. Marines at 29 Palms. And this is a real, here's what's great. I think they enhanced it because when you look at the video, it's just some lights in a triangular shape over the top of the military base out of 29 Palms. Now, the reaction of these Marines is classic. And you can hear them like, oh, F, what the F is that? Like, like. They, this isn't something they see every day. This isn't something that hovers around over there and they're like, oh, it's a stealth bomber. Now, it's just, a, I'll give you the story as they gave it to us. It is a, as some describe, half a football field. So that's 50 yard across triangular UFO hovering over 29 palms for 10 minutes before it absolutely, it didn't just shoot off, it just disappeared. This footage is from 2021 at Camp Wilson in 29 Palms, California, shot on April 20th, 2021. Oh, I'm gonna go back. I have something, I, I, I almost think that's the same exact day that I saw my triangle fly over my head here in Los Angeles at four o'clock in the morning. I had to go back and look at my exact day. 
but it was definitely uh, 2021 when that when that happened. All right, let me go back and see. But as I look at this, 50 different Marines saw the phenomenon. They recorded it. They photographed it. They talked about it. You can see all of that at the uh, Daily Mail. Just type in Daily Mail 29 Palms UFO. That's how I found it, and and you'll find it in Google, and it'll be there, and you'll get that link. So here's what it is. They have six different videos of it and a crap load of, of photos of it. They say one shot uh, by an officer at Camp Wilson in 29 Palms shows the apparently triangular object with lights on its edges above the mountains where it hovered for 10 minutes. And I, I just like the real comments they gave. And this is another one, by the way, that these dudes that are pushing the disclosure have got behind. I'm talking about uh, Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp are the guys that got this out there. Why did this not come out? Why is this not in the local media? Why did we not hear about this? This is a big effing deal. Something huge, that big and completely unknown sitting over the top of a military base right here in Southern California in our own backyard is alarming. They say also all of the eyewitnesses that they interviewed, and I completely trust Corbell and George Knapp, the two of the most on-the-level UFO people in the industry. And they say moments after the thing disappeared that helicopters and all kinds of crap were rushing to the area where it was. They say that, and then once the helicopters got to where the object was before it disappeared, they stayed in that area until about 11.30 that night, and this all started at 8.30 p.m. on April 20th, 2021. Say witnesses estimate that the unidentified object size ranged from the size of about a stealth bomber, which is 172 feet. Others say about the half the size of a football field, which is 50 yards. And others are like, it was like the size of three houses up there. Like, this thing was big. And there's a lot of evidence. They say it has eerie similarities to the Phoenix Lights, which happened back in 1997, which is one of the most well-documented UFO cases ever. I remember the military immediately came out and said, oh, it's flares. And you can hear what's funny. The dudes on one of the videos that I watched on the Daily Mail is saying as it's out there he's saying those aren't flares those aren't flares they're all in a row and and they would be dropping and this is hovering you could hear these guys saying this out loud on the video and there's been no spin on it yet either granted it was shot in 2021 they're gonna have to put a spin on it now because now it's hit the mainstream media thanks to Corbell and George Knapp Uh, another guy that they talked to said that he took some high exposure photo Another guy uses smartphone, and what they saw to the naked eye, which looked like light. A lot of times, if you notice this at night, you'll see something in the sky, and you'll see, oh, this has got this shape and this. And then when you take a picture, it's just like, like look at the moon. Look how awesome the moon is. You can even see craters. Then you take a picture of it with your phone, and it's like a little dot. It's very underwhelming. Um, so typically, that's what you got, but there's a couple of really good enhanced photos on this one that are really good. And you can clearly see the object is triangular, surrounded by lights that are spaced evenly around its edges, and it's in a V-type formation, which makes you think it's a flying triangle. 
Uh, some people wanted to stay anonymous on this. Others say they saw it basically, it didn't fly into, they were just sitting out there. You're on a marine base, you're out in the middle of the desert. There's not a lot around you. And all of a sudden they say, this thing just materializes. And it's funny, I heard a dude talk about a similar situation around a similar time where there is really, really, really good allegedly leaked video from Area 51 where something incredibly similar happened, where something literally just popped up out of nowhere. It didn't fly into the area. It just popped up over Area 51, and then it did a lot of weird stuff, and there's apparently a really good quality video of that one as well that also didn't shoot off into space. It just materialized out of nowhere. They started filming it, and then it just disappeared. It didn't shoot off, and that's the same thing this one does. It just disappears. I like the similarities in these cases, and that's the one thing you've got to do when you go back and document these things. You've got to look back and say, hey, this one's a lot like this one that's really unexplained and really high quality and probably one of the most credible videos ever shot of a, of a UFO, the, the one I'm talking about from uh, Area 51. Now, this one, over 29 Palms, the video's eh, because, just because it's so it's dark and you're out 29 palms where it's really dark you can clearly see something but there's some enhanced photos that are really really good they say if you look at the picture you can see the black triangular shape you can see the lights you can see everything about it uh and then you can hear one guy going hey it's moving it's moving it's not just a balloon that's sitting there this thing's moving around and then it just vanishes i love this uh they're also, you can hear guys saying on there like that, they're talking on here, you can hear people going, this is not military rounds. And at one point, by the way, the guys filming it decide they're going to shoot a flare up to light it up to try to get a better visual of the object that they want to light the sky so they can see it better because it's so dark out there, you can really just see the lights. But very, very cool stuff at the Daily Mail. Uh, also, witnesses saying this is... These are guys in the Marines that filmed it. We don't think there was anything about this that was U.S. military. It was definitely some type of UFO, and the government was trying to look for it after it disappeared. And they're all just sort of trying to say, we still don't know what the hell it was. And these are Marines on a Marine base in the middle of the desert in Southern California. And you didn't hear this anywhere until a U.K. newspaper publishes the works of Corbell and George Knapp who are what they call typically in the media UFO enthusiasts. No, these dudes are on the forefront of uh, disclosure and truth and the truth embargo being broken. So shout out to them for great work and shout out to the UK uh, Daily Mail for getting this out there. Very, very good UFO stuff. And it's on our Instagram if you just want to see it. the photo. I got two of the photos on our Instagram feed. You can go check that out as well. All right. Up next, let's rip into the city of Los Angeles and the woke stupidity of government and the waste of money and everything awful. I'm going to go in. Get ready. It's a deep dive. Coming up right here on a Big 4-9. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. 
Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Continuing the good news day on the Moto Minutes today, Justin Barsha is here in Southern California, and he is training. Now, he's not quite back on a dirt bike yet with his surgically repaired collarbone, but he is up in the Southern California foothills riding a mountain bike, which tells us he is way further along than we thought he was, and it will not be long until we see him back on that TLD gas gas bike lining up for an outdoor race this summer. So a lot of these guys are coming back and that is good news for the sport of motocross. I am Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is a Stretch show. Here we go, here we go. Let's go in on the city of Los Angeles and just the stupidness, the waste of money, the wokeness, the idiocy, the moronacy, the hypocrisy, every everything you can say, cliche, about the city of L.A. And this story's going to sum it up right here. Yesterday, the Los Angeles Department of Transportation started taking all kinds of freaking heat. And why did they start taking all kinds of heat? Because they introduced... And it's the way, got it, it's everything. Ugh. I have so much to say, I don't know where to start. So they introduced a thing called the Sombrita. And they're $10,000. And they're the new bus shelter at bus stops around Los Angeles. And they're $10,000 each. And they ordered 6,000 of them. And they're shelter stops. They go on the pavement at bus stops that are there to protect women and minorities. Okay, that, that's how they build it. They seriously build it as it is there to shelter women and minorities. So apparently, I'm a Caucasian male. I can't use one. But he... I, I, uh, all right. Here's what a sombrita is. You know what a bus stop is? You know when you go in, there's a bench, and there's usually a little billboard wrapped around it where they make money on it because they sell advertising space on the bus board. Granted, they're usually filled with homeless people, but it's a little bench with a bus spot. Well, apparently, those are too expensive, and you're like, well, those work fine, and, and they not only do they offer shelter from the sun, because it's hot here in Southern California most of the time, and they also offer shelter from the rain because I'd much rather be better than shade. I would rather have shelter from the rain, especially when we have a year like we've had this year where there's been a F-ton of rain in Southern California. Now, the other ones, they say, are way more expensive. And here's what's so great about it. They require the approval of three different agencies to put one of those, a regular bus stop. And they're way, way, they're like $50,000 each, apparently, $50,000 for basically what is a, a backdrop, a roof, and two sides with a bench in the middle is $50,000 a piece. And it is there, and it takes three different agencies to come around and get approval to put one of those up. Three different government agencies to approve one of those. Well, now the Department of Transportation says we can protect women and minorities with this $10,000 sombrita, which we're going to order 10000 of or 6000 of. 
and here's the best part of this. I can't make this up. It's a poll. Like a there's a poll. And on the poll, there's a weird little flap. Imagine if you took a, let's say it was a trash can lid, a typical trash can lid. And rather than it round, it's square. And you bent it in the middle and you welded it to a pole about eight feet off the ground. And then you put a little um, solar power battery on the top of it and a little light underneath it. And they say, that's the shade, that's the shade. And, and at, at the perfect optimal time of day, two people cannot stand in the shade provided by this shelter, which is the size of a trash can lid. That's the bus shelter. It definitely provides zero protection from rain, zero. It has shade for two people and the light is so dim. If you, if you mess with solar lights, they're typically not that good unless you have you know, the infrastructure for a big old battery and all that stuff and they don't have that. So you've got a flimsy, dimsy little light and you've got a flap of metal welded to a pole that is 6,000 freaking dollars that they are bragging about is protection for women and minorities, which is making my head explode. Why can't they just say, let's just say it was a good idea. Let's just say it wasn't $6,000 for a piece of metal welded to a pole with a little solar light on the inside of it. Let's just say that. Why can't it just be to provide shade and light for our MTA users? Why does it have to be for women and minorities? Why do they have to constantly pander and race bait and gender bait every issue in the media? And why can't it just be for Angelinos? People in Los Angeles, why can't that be? Why does everything have to be about marginalized people? Someone's a victim here. Someone's always being abused by the white man because when I'm not a minority and I'm not a woman, so I'm assuming the devil here is the white man and I would be the white devil and why is the city of Los Angeles participating in race baiting and gender baiting? Why are they doing that? I'll tell you why, because they're a bunch of Democrats and that's what they do. That's their platform. I, I would like to see this up there. Hey, we got shade and light for Angelinos that take the bus. Perfect way to present this. Didn't need to be presented the way they presented it. And then the fact that it does nothing and it is an absolute joke and that they paid six thousand dollars for each one of these things is a bigger 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 effort deal i can't make this up this is you got a pole with a f square bent in half trash can lid and that is the shade for women and minorities in los angeles and it has a little light on the inside of it so at night you can stand there in the light so that people that come up and beat you and rape you can see you to grab you and make sure you're, you're someone they want to beat and rape or rob. It's the most insane thing ever and they are getting heat and I'm talking heat from all sides. They're getting heat from their own people. Even like dumbasses in the media are coming after them. They say the next time bus passengers are huddling under shelter from the latest downpour, they can always console themselves by knowing that things could be worse. They could be in Los Angeles and that's for anywhere in the world. Oh my God. They say if the bus stop shade light thing costs $10,000 and provided neither shade during the day or light at night, 
it's probably better not to advertise it. Like, why are they even advertising this? Why are they even talking about this? And they're launching this as this great social issue. The La Sombrita. It is just, they had a press conference about this. They're so proud of it. The Los Angeles Department of Transportation. And they say politicians and city planners are celebrating this structure. And people are just crucifying them and rightfully so. You're idiots. All right, up next, I got more uh, woke explosion in the face of dumbness. And this was brought to us by ABC News. They did a little undercover investigation. And they found out, well, you're being lied to. You know, you do really good things and recycle things and go out of your way to do the right thing. Yeah. It's not really being recycled. You feel better about yourself, though. It's like we got to stop the lies and the clown show. I'll get into this story next. This is the Big 49. Brought to you by LBZ. Great announcement coming from our friends at Feld and the Supercross yesterday. They have passed the $1 million mark this year in their donations to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. That's right. Every time you go online and purchase something from the auction that they have or just make a donation through the tech system they have set up or buy one of the Love Moto Stop Cancer t-shirts that they're selling, you have helped that cause. And that cause is now raised over $1 million for St. Jude's Children's Hospital. That is absolutely awesome. Congratulations to Feld and to the Supercross and, of course, all of you fans that have kicked down the cash. I am Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it is a stretch show on a hump day, blasting the truth, a beacon of truth, I'm telling you. We are blazing it out there. We got the UFO story from earlier in the day, shot by U.S. Marines right here in Southern California. You can go check that out. We got a good, solid American and young Levi Kitchen that we talked to earlier on the show, coming up in the very next segment. R.J. Hampshire from the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team. And now I'm going to keep speaking the truth. It is what I do. ABC News in Philadelphia decided to do some investigative reporting, and I love what they did, and I love the thoroughness, and I love that they are blowing the lid off of film BS that they help promote. So you know how you go and you get the plastic bags? And remember how they said plastic bags were bad for the environment? But rather than stop letting you have plastic bags at the grocery store, they just now charge you 10 cents for them. It's like, so it's better for the environment if I pay 10 cents for this plastic bag rather than uh, just you give it to me as part of I shop at your store and I, you're going to give me a bag. Yeah, no, you pay for that bag now. And then places like Walmart and Target and a lot of places have these giant bins and they say, hey, you can recycle that single use plastic bag. Like, don't just bring your stuff home after you pay 10 cents for it and then throw it in the trash because then it ends up in a landfill. We all know the plastic is bad and it takes a long time to go away and it's bad for the environment. We're killing the earth. Stop throwing away plastic. Save the environment like a sea turtle dies every time you throw away a plastic bag. Duh. Well, that's what we're led to believe. It's what the sheeple are led to believe. And they buy into it. Well, ABC News decided, hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go buy a whole bunch of Apple AirTags. I love these damn Apple AirTags. They are wonderful. 
They can do the job that the police won't do when something is stolen and get you killed if you go try to recover it without the police, but you'll know where it is. So they go, let's take a whole bunch of plastic bags and drop them all around at different recycling places, at Targets and Walmarts, etc. So they went and got a bunch of plastic bags from all of their houses and they put air tags in them. And then they said, you know what? Let's make this better. Like, we want to know if this is a national problem or a local problem or whatever. We want to test different regions. So they didn't just go to Philadelphia. They went to 46 different areas all around the country. And they took giant plastic bags, bundles of plastic bags, and they stuck an air tag in them. 46 different cities in America. And they dropped them into the recycling uh, bins all around. And they started locally and then they spread it out. And they got them in New Jersey, they got them in Philly, they got them in uh, Delaware County, and they spread this investigation all throughout different states. And then they waited and they wanted to see when their uh, air tags, where they were. And within a month, all of the trackers were on the move. The tracker in the plastic bag dropped in Philadelphia, pinged at a waste management transfer station. And they say, and they went there, it's called Gray's Ferry Neighborhood. It was then mixed in with other trash and thrown into a landfill. Waste management told the investigation team that they do no sort of recycling of plastic bags at that location. All right. Then they get three other trackers that were pinged at the Covanta facilities in the Philadelphia area. And that is a waste to energy plant that simply burns household garbage to create some type of energy, but not recycling it. They burned them. Burning plastics really bad. So they went to them and they said, yeah, we don't recycle plastics at all here. I don't know what you're talking about. They say it's unfortunate that any materials designated for recycling came here, but they came here and they get burned. So let's just look at the broad picture here. Of 46 trackers that the ABC News investigative team dropped into recycling bins, 23 of them last pinged at landfills and trash incinerators around the country. 23. That is exactly half. But it's better than that. Seven trackers stop pinging at transfer stations where they don't recycle or sort plastics from there either. So now we're at 30. So 30 of the 46 now last pinged at a place where they were burned, presumably. They say three others, they can't say of the 46, three of them like were either defective or didn't work or they just stopped pinging and they don't know what happened to them. So three of them they lost track of. So now we've got 33 of 46 that have not been recycled so far. They say there were another six that last ping at the store where they were left and have never been heard from in months that they don't think they've ever been moved. So you lost nine total now. So now you've got 36 that definitely did not get recycled. Nine in total, four, four of the 46 
packages of plastic bags that were dropped into recycle bins to be recycled. Four of them, of 46, ended up at a recycling plastics facility. And they're saying, we really shouldn't be doing this anymore. And they really need to go back to paper bags and just say, you know what, we're not gonna recycle these. You act like you're recycling them. You charge us 10 cents a bag for them. Let's just go back to paper bags and call it a day. You wanna charge us a dime, charge us a dime, but at least paper can be recycled. And that is the real deal Holyfield on that. So four out of 46 were recycled. I love this story. I love that ABC News did an investigative report and when they got the cold hard truth of uh, penis, they took it right across the face like a good porn star whore will. Because recycling is a joke most of the time. And people are led to believe they're helping the environment and you are not. Like why go through the dog and pony show? Why put the bin out in front of your store? Why collect the bags and tell us not to throw them in the trash so that they don't end up in a landfill when that's exactly what you're going to do? You're going to make us feel better about being environmentally sound when you're doing exactly what we were already doing. Cut out the middleman and just throw the effing things away. Or burn them. My God help us. I'm Stretch. Up next, RJ Hampshire. It's the Big 49. Brought to you by LBZ. Very cool news from our friends over at Motocross Action Magazine. They now have started up their own fantasy moto league. You can go to their website and sign up. And here's what's really cool. It's totally free. You get like a little budget, just like fantasy football. You can pick three guys in the 450s, three guys in the 250s each week. Or you can keep them and leave them for the entire season. But you have a certain amount of budget that you get to play with. I do love that Josh Mosman comes in at just $1. He is very budget-friendly, considering that dude's been in the top 20 a whole bunch of times out there on the 450s. So get over to Motocross Action Magazine. Sign up for their Fantasy League. You'll see the Big 49 team up there, because I already did it. And here's something really cool. Somebody at the end of the season is going to win a 2023 Beta 300 two-stroke motorcycle, plus they got a lot of other prizes along the way. So get over to Motocross Action Magazine and play Fantasy with them and the Big 49. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It's a Stretch show. Who's not in love with a stripper? I'm in love with uh, Dutch strippers from the Netherlands because this story is amazing. It involves a college in the Netherlands. The college is called Utrecht. And people at the Utrecht Student Association are in big trouble now playing a simple game of ring toss uh, they call it USC Utrecht Student Corps and here's what happened bunch of students there at the Student Corps it's the end of the year everybody's getting to graduate college is wrapping up they're having a nice little party they're playing a friendly game of ring toss where these male students were all photographed playing the ring toss game where you throw a ring around a bottle and you know you, you win you ring the bottle you win the problem is um the bottle was in a stripper's asshole that's the problem right there yeah right there bang bottle in the keister playing ring toss as a stripper is um knees down ass up with a bottle in her keister 
and they're playing ring toss, and that that went viral. That that's gonna go viral. I'm sorry, that's a good photo. I got a photo of Moto Man ringing a bottle in a stripper ass. It, that's going places. I'm gonna do things with that, and that's what happened. And now the students at the Dutch University of Utrecht uh, are now in trouble because they were the student core. They were supposed to be held to a higher, um, you know, higher standard than that. They say they realize that management can't always prevent uh, transgressive incidents from taking place. However, we think it is essential that the student associations, based on a health association culture, do everything they can to prevent excess and act effectively. Basically, that means don't put bottles up strippers' buttholes and then play ring toss. We are not going to have any of that. This entire organization at this university is now in trouble. Tell me you wouldn't do that. Tell me you wouldn't do that. I'd do that. If they're like, hey, it's a big 49 party. We got a stripper with a bottle in her butt. You want to play ring toss? I'd be like, where's the rings? Where's the rings? Oh, yeah, that's fine. Jason thinks he's the king of cornhole when we go out and we do broadcast. And and I'm tell you, stripper butt ring toss? Come on. Can't lose. Can't lose. That's why everybody loves a stripper. That's why everyone loves a good stripper. Stripper butt plug ring toss. It's just it's amazing. And these kids are in trouble. They should be winning an entrepreneur uh, like award or scholarship or something. Nope, they're in trouble. <sighs> Sad day. All right, coming up next, I'm going to go uh, get your Florida on because I always got a Florida story for you. This one's good. It's, it's pretty Florida. Only in Florida. Got a lady. She's in jail right now, which is Florida. Talk about this one next. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Great way to start the day for me yesterday when the first thing I did when I logged into Instagram was see a post from my dude Cooper Webb saying he has not only been cleared to be back on a motorcycle, but he is riding again and racing again like this weekend. All 11 rounds, he is cleared to ride the outdoor, so look for Cooper Webb to get back on that Red Bull KTM and get directly at it this summer for the outdoor season, which is great news to have a really high-profile rider back on the circuit. Congratulations to everybody over at KTM and to Mr. Cooper Webb. We will see you this weekend, Fox Raceway at Palace. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Time to get on the crazy train, people. It is the Stretch Show here on the Big 49. It is a Wednesday. Shout out to Levi Kitchen and to Mr. RJ Hampshire. Both of them will be out at Fox Raceway this weekend along with the Big 49 on Saturday as we broadcast live from Pala for the opening round of the outdoor motocross season. Then, on Sunday, uh, if you're out in Redlands, there's a Redlands Fireman's Car Show, and that will be in downtown Redlands, and the Big 49 will be out there uh, playing music and giving away some stuff. So if you're in the Redlands area, come out on Sunday, Saturday, it is Fox Raceway at Pala, and the Big 49 will be there. A lot going on. Right now, let's go to Florida, though, where there's always a lot going on. We got a lady. She's in jail. 46-year-old woman. She went outside of um, Tampa area into a very rural area outside of Tampa. I would say it's quite the farmy area. 
And she went on a stealing spree is what she did. She stole some bed sheets, some blue jeans, some toiletries, some camouflage wading boots, several packages of frozen venison, some wine, broke into some homes, even slept in one of the homes after she broke into it. There was no one there, so she slept in it. And then she stole a $120,000 John Deere tractor to make her escape while she was wearing a pink dress. A neighbor in the area said, you know, it's not every day that you see a woman driving down the road in a pink dress on a John Deere tractor. And he called the 5-0. The 5-0 came out and they stopped the woman. She became absolutely irate and she was uh, fighting the popos. Popos finally were able to get her under control. And then when they patted her down, they found out she had a five inch knife on her. She also had a whole bunch of credit debit cards that belonged to a bunch of different people. She had some social security cards that belonged to a bunch of different people. A driver's license that belonged to somebody else and a dental plan card. You know why? Tweakers need health, uh, dental health more than anything. That'd be the number one thing you need if you're a tweaker is a good dentist because your teeth are going to rot out, turn gray and fall out. Tweaking ain't easy, but somebody got to do it and it's bad on the teeth. She kicked and fought the deputies. She made a death threat against them. Here's the best part. God, this is Florida, man. It just reeks of Florida. She's now up on three misdemeanors and 35 different felonies for her little run in the John Deere tractor in her crime spree that went down in this rural area outside of Tampa, Florida. Grand theft, burglary of an unoccupied dwelling, unlawful possession, possession of a concealed weapon, battery on a law enforcement. The list goes on and 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 on because she's Florida. Florida woman, what you gonna do? Yeah, I know what you're gonna do. You're gonna steal a John Deere tractor and a whole bunch of other stuff. You know that venison was stolen from porch freezers. You know, because that's what it is. In a rural area like that, you hunt deer, you get venison, you have it filleted up, and you put it in the freezer. And then periodically throughout the year, you make chili with it because venison's so gamey, a lot of people don't like it. So you have to put it in a lot of spices to disguise the flavor. Like, I'm not a big fan of venison. Elk is another thing. Elk's really good. But uh, I'm not a big fan of venison. Typically, you make chili with venison. That's about all you do. I know some people are like, F you stretch, big old vagina. I'll give me a big old roast, wrap it in some garlic and some butter, and it's delicious. Venison is wonderful. Ah, chow down there, Buzz. Chow down, my man. Buzz eats roadkill venison, just gonna be honest on that. Yeah, he's like got a freezer full of venison. He acts like he's freaking been a great hunter. Yeah, he's a great hunter running over with his freaking truck. It's not even his truck either. Let's get into that too, Buzz. All right, I'm venting on my brother. We'll stop. Anyway. Let's go back right now. Let's get out of here. Let's get into the final hour of the Stretch Show where we will once again hear from Levi Kitchen. And now I'm going to pack it up and say peace out because it's hump day and Thursday is next. We'll do all that coming up here in moments on a big four nine. Big 49, it is the Stretch Show getting ready to get up on out of here. Every day brings us one day closer to the weekend, one day closer to moto, one day closer to the broadcast of the Big 49 out of Fox Raceway. If you're back in the pits area, if you get pit passes, uh, 
literally behind the finish line, there is always a huge white tent. And on the backside of that tent, you'll find the Big 49 pop-up broadcast booth facility that'll be armed with idiots everywhere. Those idiots' names are Moto Man, Jason from HYR, Bookie Kyle, and the King Idiot, the Stretch Irene, in the house on Saturday. Can't wait to get out there and see all the guys. I'm stoked Cooper's going to be there now. And everybody else, it's going to be a fun, fun time. And we will be there then on Sunday, like I said. It is out to the car show in Redlands, the Fireman's Car Show. And that is going to be a fun event, too. Get some stickers, hang out. I know a ton of listeners. Redlands, uh, granted, we're in Redlands. We got a lot to do there with HYR being in Redlands. Uh, Dumbass Moto being from Redlands. And just all their friends and everybody, the, the... Big 49 spread like the plague through the Redlands area. So I know there's a lot of listeners out there, so do come by and say what's up on Sunday. And anybody going to the races this weekend, just look for us and stop by. Maybe we'll hook you up with a little liquid death. Murder your thirst uh, with a little liquid death. You know what's funny? A liquid death success has caused a problem for me. I love all of the new flavors, the iced teas and the flavored carbonated waters that they have. But I also love the plain, flat water, and I can't find that anymore. Now that I have so many different flavors, I can't find the plain, uncarbonated, flat water. I used to love getting it. I would buy it all the time. And then now I can't. Now anytime I go, it's the iced teas or the carbonated flavored waters, and I can't find that one. Oh, well. I guess those are good problems to have. Ah, sorry, we can't get all of our brands, all of our flavors on the shelf. We got to get just five of them instead of just one. So do what you keep doing, man. Shout out to Liquid Death. All right, I'm going to pack it up and go home now. I will be back to do the Thursday morning show. And I will bring the morons with me. And then we will get down on Friday. Man, Friday we got Last Chance Radio with Moto Man and Kyle. Dang, we got a lot to, a lot ahead on this week before we get in. I'm going to be out Friday also at Fox Raceway, but the general public will not be allowed there. Only uh, fancy people like myself and Moto Man. That's saying something. Talk to you tomorrow. Till then, God bless you all, and God bless the United States of America.